So we're going to continue in our series on Shabbos. And the last or the first few shiurim we did was, we're kind of like introductions to introductions. So I want to move into talking not, not so esoterically and not so abstractly, even though for many of us that's the language we want to hear, but hopefully still, still deeply to, to really discuss and get into some of, some of the inyanim about Shabbos. And we're slowly moving into Shabbos itself, but we're still going to talk a little bit now about the relationship between the six days of the week and Shabbos. So just to, again, to, to like review the Mahalach that we, we went with is the idea that Shabbos is all about Menucha. It's all about when things rest, when things come to a rest, when things come to come to stop, so to speak. And the, the way that Shabbos, the six days of the week, the work of the six days of the week is really an ending of stress and self-doubt and expectations. Those are really the Iker, the Iker Meissen, the Iker, the Iker things that are us on Shabbos is not so much the action per se, but the attitude of the six days of the week, the building of the Beis HaMikdash, we didn't really go into this, maybe we will at some point, but the building of the Beis HaMikdash contained 39 separate actions of building, and those actions represent not just the act of building, but they represent an attitude of building, an attitude of productivity. When you have a goal and you have to get to the end, the end goal, so then you, you, you build productively. And the building productively has, has within it the real challenge of stress and expectations and failure and the fear of failure and the, the emptiness that comes along with self-doubt. Shabbos is the day of Ratzon. It's the day of Amuna. It's the day of being filled with the beauty of who we are when we let go of all the stress, when we let go of all the negativity, when we let go of all of the self-doubt, and we're back in a space of, it's me, it's me and my neshama, it's me and the Rabbi Neshleilam. There's no doubt anymore. There's no self-doubt anymore. There's no expectation. It's menucha. It's the, the, it's the recognition that the Iker experience of Amuna, Shabbos is the day of Amuna. The Iker experience of Amuna is Menucha Sanefesh, is to feel calm, content, happy. So we quoted, we learned together the, the Shmir Shabbos, this, I'm sorry, this, the, the Sefer Sidurish Shabbos. And he talked about the bridge between one Shabbos to the next Shabbos. And I want to go back there. What is the, again, we're still trying to bring ourselves we're, we're, to connect the relationship between the six days of the week and Shabbos. So the Siddur Shabbos explained the, the Medrash that says that if, if Kali Yisrael were to keep two Shabbosos, then Miyad Nigalin, right away we'd have a Gula. And the way he explained it is, is that if a person brings from one, one Shabbos into the six days of the week, and he brings from the six days of the week into Shabbos, and that entire time he or she is living Shabbos stick, 
that during the six days of the week, there's no Chilol Shabbos, and that's what I want to talk about today. There's no Chilol Shabbos in the six days of the week. So then right away, there'll be a Geula. So in the most basic way, the way we explained it is when a person can bring the attitudes of Shabbos, can bring the flavor of Shabbos, when a person can bring the beauty of Shabbos into the six days of the week, and they could live without ex, uh, 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 expectation, and we could live without self-doubt. We could live in the menucha of Shabbos even while we are working. We could live a surrendered spiritual experience. Then right away we have a geula. That is geula. The experience of geula on a, on a very very mundane level. The experience of geula is to live in a physical world where the neshama is, is running the show. And that's what that means. When the, the neshama runs the show, everybody, everything experiences menucha. And so even though during the six days of the week, we are running around doing everything, we're doing, 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 we're busy, 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 busy. But if we can have the menucha of Shabbos, menucha from the Lushan of nach, stopping of being still, if we can experience the stillness of Shabbos during the six days of the week while we're busy, then miyad nigalin will have a geula right away. That's what the Siddur Shabbos uh, was explaining. So I want to share some, uh, some kind of sources, some kinds of uh, different, different mamarim teachings that, uh, that I've come across. And, and, and researching this topic. And like I said, try to move ourselves a little bit closer to Erev Shabbos and the different things that go into Erev Shabbos, what the Inyanim are. Um, like everything else in life, we would be completely surprised to understand the degree to which everything means something. Like cutting your nails on Friday means something. Taking a hot shower means something. Eating this food means something. This miras means something. This davening means something. Everything means something. It's not, it's not haphazard. If, if, if you were raised in a from home and you, you experience Shabbos, then it's like everything just kind of flows. But it's, it's not just happenstance that Friday night feels like Friday night and Shabbos day feels like Shabbos day and Shal Shuddhis feels like Shal Shuddhis. There's all, it's all a, a comprehensive unit um, included in it with all of the different little minute details. And I don't know how many minute details we'll get, we'll get to, but that's really where we're headed. We're headed to try to do this. It's, this is, most of this is not going to be my own Kiddushim. Many people have done this before very accurately, but this is my, you know, my, my own contribution perhaps. And it's for us, for us, our little Chabura to be able to tap into. So we're going to start off with a Gemara. Many of you have learned or heard this Gemara before. The Gemara says that Shammai, if on Sunday Shammai found something uh, that was beautiful, he found either a, a beautiful um, piece of meat. You could, you could say meat is beautiful. He found a beautiful piece of meat. Um, and, or he found like a, like a, a, a metzia in the marketplace. He found something very, very uh, nice. Then he would buy it and he'd pick it up and he would say, this is going to be for Shabbos. 
And then the next day, if he went into the market and he saw something else that was nicer or more beautiful or moved him more, he would say, no, 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 this is for Shabbos. This is for Shabbos. And the whole week he'd walk around and whenever he found something that was nice, he would say, this is for Shabbos. This is for Shabbos. Hillel, on the other hand, wouldn't do that. Hillel, the Gemara, the Gemara seems to say, according to the way Rashi explains it, and the, the basic understanding of the Gemara, Hillel had the tochen in Hashem. And so when Hillel would see something nice, he would say, wow, this is beautiful. And he'd enjoy it on the spot. And he would say, whenever Shabbos would come, Shabbos will come. So the, the basic understanding, the basic uh, format of Gemara is, is that if there's ever a machlaikis between Shammai and Hillel, we always go with Hillel. There are very few places that we go with Shammai. So here the Rishonim explain, the, the Poskim explain, that the halacha here is like Beishamai, and that even Beis Hillel agreed with Beishamai. Even Hillel agreed with Shammai. And that is when a person sees something that's beautiful during the six days of the week, what they should say is, this is for Shabbos. And then if you find something more beautiful, say, this is for Shabbos. So I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this and really go back to this Arachayim that, I, that we, we mentioned last week. We'll come back to, we'll come back to this Gemara in a, in a few minutes. But <clears throat> the Arachayim HaKadosh says that the, he makes a diuk in the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Six days Hashem created heaven and earth. Everybody's bothered why it says six days. It would make sense to say in six days or with six days. What does it mean six days he created heaven and earth? So Archaim HaKadosh says something astounding. He said that when Hashem created day one, he created day one as a very temporary thing insofar as it existed and it was going to exist only until the end of the week. Day two, temporary. Its expiration date was the end of the week. Day three, day four, day five, day six. Every day that was created simply had nothing permanent anchoring it into reality. Everything was created in a temporary way and that it seemed as if every day was just an experiment. Like the creation was going to be this like experimental kind of thing. Day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, day six. And then after day six, the world will return back to Tovavohu. The world will return back to oblivion. We'll go back to the emptiness. We'll go back to Hashem being Hashem alone. And that there would be no, in, in no way, there'd be no permanence. Nothing, nothing would happen. And so Shabbos came. And the moment that Shabbos came, the world gained permanence. The world gained a soul. The soul, which is like the, the, the spark of life, became entrenched in all of the world. The world became drenched with Shabbos. And in that moment, the world itself came into existence. Instead of it being a temporary thing, it became a permanent thing. That's what the, Arach that's what the Arachayim HaKadosh says. Just to understand that for a moment, first of all, for ourselves, 
the difference between something that's temporary versus something that's permanent is, I mean, you know, like if you think about it, if you have real dishes at home, let's say, and you, you don't want to wash them. So you quickly grab plastic and you, you use plastic instead of using dishes. So you have to like weigh it out in your mind, the, the, the three cents that the plastic plate costs or, or less than that, it's probably less than a cent. Um, you weigh it out in your mind and you decide, you know, look, I'm running anyway. So you just plop stuff down on a, on a plastic plate and you go, or, or you kind of say to yourself, look, I, I don't ever want to wash uh, real, real silver, real silverware, real dishes. I'm just going to buy plastic plates. So, okay, that's fine. Not a problem. But if you, if you, if you live in a reality where you have dishes at home, you can start to appreciate the difference between what a, a temporary disposable plate looks like versus a permanent plate. Might sound like a strange, a strange muscle. But the difference is, first of all, something that's temporary, you're not, you're not makshiv. It doesn't really mean much to you. It's simply there to functionally hold space for the food that you have. When you eat from a dish, the permanence of a dish lends itself to, lends itself to a meal. It enhances the meal. There's something more chashev about it. There's something more realistic about it. It adds, it, it, it turns food into a meal, so to speak. Besides the fact that when something is temporary, you don't value it as much. The temporariness of the six days of the week without Shabbos means that functionality really is there in the service of whatever you can succeed at. The six days of the week without Shabbos means that all of my work exists for one end goal. And that end goal is materialism because there's nothing else. But then that means that Anything that I do in the six days of the week that's not driven towards that success or, or that pleasure is really meaningless. It's like a plastic plate. You can throw it out. You don't value it. You don't really need it. It's not very meaningful. And it only is there as a means to an end. It comes Shabbos. And Shabbos says no. You're not eating on plastic plates, never. Shabbos says that even in the six days of the week, your food is actually a meal. Shabbos says that during the six days of the week, even those things you throw in the garbage, it's not disposable. Shabbos comes and says that every single aspect of reality, whether it's the leaf of a tree, whether it's an earthworm, whatever it is that you have, every single thing is meaningful. Every single thing has life in it. Because without Shabbos, the six days of the week is temporary. It's disposable. There's an expiration date. Things are going to die. Things are going to end. End of story. With Shabbos, every single thing in the world gets an aliyah. Everything, every, every single thing in the world gets risen up, not just to permanence, but to meaningfulness, to value. There's something about it that's meaningful. It's, it, when something's alive, it's meaningful. Even when something's dead, it's meaningful. One of the things that I did a few years ago, 
in trying to prepare for Tubishvat was to actually research how trees grow. And, and one of the things that I discovered, which was like, you know, this, the hippie side of me was just like totally in heaven reading this, is that the trunk of the tree is really where all of the, the uh, like it's like a highway that sends messages back and forth from the roots to, to the branches, the leaves, the branches, the roots, all of that stuff kind of gets, gets um, this like highway between, between heaven and earth. But the tree itself grows from the inside out. These highways that bring nutrients up and down where the, it's not exactly where the sap is, but, but on the inside of the tree, there are these highways that bring nutrients up and, up and down from the roots to the, to the leaves. Those highways are constantly dying. And in its death, what they do is they become this mushy, mushy kind of like um, cork. And that mushy cork spreads to allow more highways on the inside to grow. And as that mushy cork expands when it's dead, the mushiness expands and it hardens into wood. And so when you, when you cut a tree down and you look and you see the rings, the rings, they tell you how many, how many years the tree's been in existence, but the rings are formed by a constant dying and, and creating space, dying and creating space, dying and creating space. So in its death, it's actually growing. It dies, it creates space for more things to grow on the inside. And then the tree that initially starts off like this slowly grows into becoming this big fat, thing a trunk and that trunk is where the life of the tree happens i mean to me that's that's like that's like a, a real um amazing way of trying to understand what it means to live from the inside out shabbos says that even in death things have a cue even in death things don't die everything is meaningful that's what that's what shabbos does it's not just that it, it, it tells us this, it's, it's not just that it's a sign of this message, but Shabbos itself brings this message into the world. In other words, it's not, that, it's not that Shabbos reveals this to us, it's that without Shabbos, that's what the Arachim HaKadosh is saying, without Shabbos, the entire existence of the world doesn't, doesn't exist. Everything would, would simply exist as a means to an end. With Shabbos, nothing is a means to an end. Everything is an end in and of itself. So that's number one. The Zazara Kaddish, the Zara Kaddish says, it's quoted all the time in the Svarim Akadashim. It's, it's, it's good to like just remember the sentence. He says, Kol Shisa Yamin, Kol Shisa Yama, all six days of the week, Misparchen Miyama Sevilla. All six days of the week receive bracha from Shabbos. And that's that's what the Arachayim HaKadosh is talking about. That's what we're explaining. That all of the six days of the week receive life from Shabbos. Let's, let's deepen this a little bit. Let's explain this a little bit more. On the six days of the week, our job, our struggle, is to be involved in work. Now, many people 
find it much easier to be busy than it is to be still. Many people find it much easier to live on the outside than to be involved on what goes on on the inside. For them, the six days of the week are generally easier. It's generally easier to tune in with whatever whatever's going on on your smartphone, whatever's happening on uh, with your work. Um, you know, it's gotten to a point where I, I was noticing this as I was, when I, when I learn, I sometimes write, actually hand with my hands, I write. And it was funny, I was writing, I wrote, I wrote something tonight and I was like, oh wait, no, no, this goes with something else. So I was gonna like take my finger and just highlight it on, on the phone and like move it up, you know, three lines above. And then I realized you can't do that. You actually have to like erase something or draw an arrow across something out, right? So on Shabbos, on Shabbos, you don't have that. You don't, right? you don't have that capacity on Shabbos. For many people, the six days of the week is easier. Shabbos is a, is a day of relaxing the body. And as Shabbos gets closer to an end, the, 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 the chiyos starts to return. The interest starts to return. How do we get back to work? I, wanna, I, wanna, I need to see what's going on on, the, on my WhatsApp group, on my Facebook group, on work, and whatever. Whatever the, whatever the Indian is. But on a deeper level, of course, it really works the other way around. From the perspective of my neshama, from the, from the perspective of experiencing Hashem looking down at me and, and recognizing me, looking at me, from the perspective of wanting to feel Hashem looking at me and, and feeling like I matter in this world, from the perspective of wanting my neshama, my spirit, to soar, then really the six days of the week are waiting for Shabbos. And we could say it this way. On the six days of the week, my job is to try to make my neshama feel at home in the world. That's all of Torah Mitzvahs. All of spirituality during the six days of the week is for me to try to make my neshama to feel okay. Because I'm busy working, I have to do work, 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 work. I have to remember, take care of, take care of my neshama, take care of my self, take care of my soul, take care of my heart, take care of the Shabbistic nature of, of, of who I am. In other words, the six days of the week is the days of the guf. You have to remember to make sure that the neshama gets its time, its time during the day. On Shabbos, the exact opposite happens. On Shabbos, the neshama is running the show. Now, that doesn't mean we all feel that, but we have to believe that. The neshama is running the show. And that's why on Shabbos, we engage in oineg. We engage in pleasure. The pleasures of Shabbos are there because the guf also needs pleasure. The guf also gets taken care of. It's just that on Shabbos, the neshama is expressed completely and fully. So that, again, Shabbos is the, nesh the neshama of the world. On Shabbos, I don't have to do anything to bring my neshama out. My, my neshama does not need to be fed. During the six days of the week, all Torah mitzvahs feed my neshama. On Shabbos, my neshama doesn't need to be fed. My neshama doesn't need to be, to be nourished. 
on Shabbos, my neshama gets to express itself completely, which is why on the six days of the week, the davening of the six days of the week is bakashas. You're asking Hashem. You're asking Hashem. The neshama wants, the neshama is hungry. The neshama recognizes that it needs, the neshama says, you need money. You need this, you need this, you need this. You, you need all these kinds of things. So the neshama says, hey, if we need something, you could work, but you also have to daven. The neshama is hungry during the six days of the week. On Shabbos, you don't ask any bakashas. You don't ask anything from Hashem. Because on, on Shabbos, the neshama is not wanting anything. The neshama is fully expressed. And so all the davening and all the, all the things that go on on Shabbos are neshamadik. The neshama is connected completely to Hashem. The neshama doesn't need anything, so to speak. When we say that the neshama yearns, what we mean to say is, is that the layers of our neshama that are connected to our body, when our body is running the show, then the neshama yearns. But on Shabbos, the neshama isn't yearning. The neshama is simply connected. Now, I know that this is, I'm, I'm expressing this technically, what this means practically for us. It's a good question, but at the very least to have an idea, to have an understanding of what's actually happening. <clears throat> So with this, I'll share with you just a few, a few cute, I think I don't know if they're cute, but just a few ideas that, I, that I've seen in the Svarim that I think kind of make this, make these points um, um, in, a, in, a, in a good way. I'll quote to you from one of the Biala Rebbes. Biala, if I remember correctly, came, comes from the world of Vorka. Anybody's heard of Rebitzchak Mavorka? They were, they were, they came from the world of Pshesch. So the Biala, one of the Biala Rebbe said as follows. Vigam toiv ma'oid. It's very good. Ki b'malacha. At the time when you are, when you are doing work, udvarim ha'asurim lasais b'shabbos, and things that you're not allowed to do on Shabbos, that means on a random Tuesday, when you're doing, when you're you're on your phone and you're you're checking your email, on a random Wednesday when you're driving in your car on the way to whatever, and you're cooking and you're doing something that you're not allowed to do on Shabbos, so the Biala Rebbe says, if you remind yourself, by the way, you're not allowed to do this on Shabbos, not in an inhibitive uh, 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 OCD kind of way, in a beautiful, meaningful way, when a person says, oh. You know, this you're not allowed to do on Shabbos, says the Biala Rebbe. You are, you are being Mikhaim, the mitzvah of Zachar Siyama Shabbos Lakatshay. Remember Shabbos and be Mikadashit. I think every, no, not everyone here has been in my dining room, but Amir Tzashem, we should, if Mashiach doesn't come before this, this crazy pandemic ends, then at the very least, um, I'm like polishing to bring everybody back here to be back. But the other the other day, I forgot forgot what the occasion was. But we were we had um, so you've all been in my dining room. Um, we only use the dining room for Shabbos, really. And I don't remember exactly what it was, but we were all sitting around eating eating supper in uh, in the dining room. And during the week once, 
somebody was yelling at me. Oh, that's what it was. Oh, I was I was writing something. I was writing while I was eating supper, and I think I think my wife and daughter were like sitting were sitting near me, and I was eating soup because it was a very cold day. So I was eating Shabbat soup in the middle of the week, and. And I leaned down, and as I was eating it, I, I was muttering under my breath, which I I got accustomed to do um, years ago. I muttered under my breath, "Lekavod Shabbos Kodesh, Lekavod Shabbos Kodesh." As, as I was like eating the soup on a, on a random Tuesday, which and it was like, "Oh my God, this is weird. This is strange. It's Tuesday. Why am I why am I saying this?" I felt strange. Like you have to say Baruch Shem quickly. You made a brachal of Atala. Yeah, but the idea really is, and that's what he's saying here, when a person remembers during the six days of the week, he remembers Shabbos, she remembers Shabbos, you're doing, you're involved and engaged in something that's a malacha on Shabbos. If you remember to say for yourself, this you're not allowed to do on Shabbos, then you're connecting yourself to Shabbos itself. Remember Shabbos to be Mekadeshit, the Ramban, the Ramban on that Pasuk says that when a person does things during the six days of the week to remember for Shabbos, that you could be Mekayim the Mitzvah of Shabbos, right? So we, we started off this by saying that you could be Mechal Shabbos during the six days of the week. So here we're talking about ways to be Mekayim Shabbos. You want to know how to keep Shabbos during the six days of the week. So we're talking about doing things that you're not allowed to do on, during the six days of the week and remembering... Oh, you know, you're not allowed to do this on Shabbos. And of course, all the Svarim talk about this. <clears throat> that at the end of davening, and this is something that, and we can take this on if you want as a segula, if you don't daven all of chakras every day, at the very least, we have the shear that the, that the Levium would say every day in the Beis HaMikdash. All the Svarim talk about this. There, there are, are Madrashim that, that talk about this also. <clears throat> the names Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday are names of really that came from pagan traditions. It's not really, I mean, it's not us or to, to say them, um, but they have to do, if I remember correctly, they, if somebody knows this, please let me know. I'm, I'm pretty sure that they come from, they come from, um, uh, the names of planets, and they had to do with pagan understanding of of gods and all different kinds of gods with lowercase g's, of course. Um, the Svarim Akadoshim talk very much about a person saying, Echad l'Shabbos, Sheni l'Shabbos, Shlishi l'Shabbos. When a person recognizes that the first day of the week is one day is day number one of our countdown to Shabbos. Monday is day number two of our countdown to Shabbos. All counting, well, really counting up, but but it's all a countdown to Shabbos. So the Svarim also say over there, when a person does that, when a person says those words, when a person says, this is what the Levium said on the fourth day of our countdown or count up to Shabbos, then again, you're being Mekayim the midst of Zachar Zerim and Shabbos Akatri. <clears throat> there was a tzaddik who was named Rapinchas Karitzer. Rapinchas Karitzer would not travel on Sunday because unless, unless he had to go to like a wedding, he had to go to a, um, a, a siyam, he had to go to a dvar mitzvah. Otherwise, he wouldn't, he wouldn't travel anywhere on Sunday. 
because he felt that the that the 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 Rishimos of Shabbos, that which was left over from Shabbos, just stayed with him. He couldn't. He just couldn't bring himself to travel. So that was his minag. He wouldn't travel anywhere on Sunday because he would say that the Rishimos of Shabbos, the leftovers of Shabbos, were still very much connected in the world. And so he 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 wouldn't do that. If you've heard of the Amshin of Rebbe in Eretz Yisrael, it's really almost not shy to bring any any rias from him if you if you know who he is. But he he keeps Shabbos really until Tuesday, and this, there's deep in Yonim in that, which we'll gloss over very very quickly. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday; those are the six days of the creation of the world. Shabbos is day number seven. It's the it's the day that Menucha was created. Shabbos was created on this seventh day of, of the world, whatever that means. But there's a whole different cheshven. There's a whole different way that really came from the Arizal to explain that really the first day of the week is Wednesday. And just like the menorah in the base of Mikdash, you know that the menorah in the base of Mikdash had seven, had seven candles. That's why we, 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 do not, we are not allowed to make a menorah that has seven candles on it. The menorah was made with one candle in the middle. It's like the spine. And then there were three candles on one side, three candles on another side. And the nace, the miracle that happened was that the three candles on the right side would face to the left towards the center. And the three candles on the left side would face to the right. So that you had three candles on either side focusing on the middle candle. And that's the way it went. So the Rizal explains that the six days, the seven days of the week work in a very similar way. On Wednesday, there starts what's called the Ruach of Shabbos. I'm sorry, the Nefesh of Shabbos. The Nefesh of Shabbos means whatever, again, whatever these things mean, but just to give us an understanding and appreciation. The Nefesh of Shabbos means the outermost layer of Shabbos that begins to, to express itself into the world. On Thursday is the Ruach of Shabbos. It's a little, it's a little deeper level of, of Shabbos. On Friday, the Neshama of Shabbos starts to enter the world. And then all of it happens, all of it comes in during Kabbalah Shabbos. Sunday, the Neshama of Shabbos starts to leave. <clears throat> on Monday, the Ruach of, of Shabbos starts to leave, and on Tuesday, the Neshama of Shabbos starts to leave. And then Wednesday, it starts back again. So again, it's everything is focused on Shabbos. So we're going to go back to this Gemara. The Gemara says that Shammai, every time he would eat something on every time he would find something that was special or beautiful, he would take it and he would say, this is for Shabbos. And then he would find something that's more beautiful and he'd take it and he'd say, that's for Shabbos. The Gemara says that when he, what would he do with the first thing? If he found this and he said, wow, this is beautiful, I'm going to eat this on Shabbos. And then he found this, he said, oh, this is more beautiful, I'm going to eat this for Shabbos. What would he do with the first thing? He would eat it that day. He would eat it that day. So Isaac Kamarna, the first Kamarna Rebbe, 
made, made the following observation. He said that when Shammai took the first piece of food or the first, uh, the first beautiful silver uh, um, becher, and he said, wow, this is amazing. This is going to be for Shabbos. He would put it on the side and he would say, this is Shabbos. When he found something else that he's going to eat on Shabbos, so now the first thing that he did still has the Kedusha of Shabbos on it. So he would eat that food on Sunday. And that would be a kiyum, the commander ever said, that would be a kiyum of Zachar Zerim Shabbos Akashai. You could eat Shabbos food on Sunday. You could eat Shabbos food on Monday. And so he explains this shita of Shammai to mean that at every single step of the way, Shammai would look at something and say, wow, that's so beautiful, that's Shabbostik. And then he, the next day he'd find something else and he'd say, wow, that's so beautiful, that's Shabbostik. So then he'd be able to eat the first thing and it would be Tuesday, but it would be Shabbos. And it would be Wednesday, but it would be Shabbos because every single thing that he ate, every single thing that he saw, he'd appreciate. Everything else, every, every single thing that he saw <clears throat> multiples of, he'd appreciate everything that was. He'd be able to eat the whole six days of the week. He'd be able to eat Shabbos. There was another Rebbe who was called the Shrapkavarov. The Shrapkavarov also explained this Indian. And he said that, you know, that on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, all of the money that you have that you're meant to get for the, for the entire year gets planned out on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, except for what? Except for the money that you're going to spend on Shabbos and Yantav. So the Shrapkarov said that Shammai, every time he would see something, he would say, wow, that's beautiful, that's Shabbostik. So then the next day, he'd see something else that's beautiful. He said, ah, that's Shabbostik. Says Shammai spent his whole week walking around saying, that's for Shabbos, and that's for Shabbos, and that's for Shabbos. And in that way, Hashem would send him all kinds of beautiful things because it wasn't planned on Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. In Shammai's life, everything was Shabbostik. Everything he saw was Shabbostik. In a panemistic level, what that means is that Shammai saw that the whole kiyom of the world came through Shabbos that the whole permanence of the world comes through Shabbos. And that even during the six days of the week, everything is Shabbostic. And of course, we don't mean to cheapen Shabbos. We don't mean to say that Shabbos is, is during the six days of the week. What we actually mean to say is the other way around. <laughs> that during the six days of the week, it's sometimes hard to remember Shabbos. It's sometimes hard to remember what it feels like on Shabbos. But Shabbos is everywhere. And like what the Arizal was just, what we were just explaining from the Arizal, whatever that means, Tuesday night, the, the flame of Shabbos of last week opens up for the flame of Shabbos for this week. The Havdalah candle that's lit in the world Tuesday night is also the first spark of the Neir Shabbos that's lit Wednesday morning. It's one big, constant, consistent Shabbos. <clears throat> Our job, then, is to simply tune in and connect to Shabbos <clears throat> during the six days of the week, not just to remember Shabbos in our minds, not just to say Shabbos in our mouths, but somewhere, somehow, 
to bring the Menucha of Shabbos into the six days of the week. And in that way, hopefully, we'll get to a point where the six days of the week become the Yom Shukula Shabbos, when Mashiach comes, when there won't be these great big dips, these great big fractured compartments of six days of the week, Shabbos, ups and downs, Milas, Chesreinus, Yuridas, and Aliyas. We won't have any of that. There'll be a Yom Shukula Shabbos, and we should be zayichet to have that very, very quickly. A Shabbos.